What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, gang. Welcome back to Out of Bounds. I'm Phil. I'm here with my main man, Kyle. Kyle, what's going on, brother? Hey, buddy. Another on-the-road show, but you know what? We do we do whatever the fuck we have to around here, you know? So, on the road or not, I'm, I'm reared up and I'm ready to rock. Yeah, I mean, you got your seatbelt on, so that's good. Um, but you are in motion, so dangerous. Living on the edge. So I'm alive, couple, I drive. That's it, man. We have a couple awesome, awesome guests in the studio with us today. We've got... Nick Macaron, friend of mine, but also TV star. He uh, he was in Big Brother season twenty one. What's going on, Nick? What's up, Phil? Not much. I appreciate you uh, you piping and gassing me up a little bit. Makes me feel good about myself, you know. Uh... Listen, you deserve it, man. You have the best hair on TV. I love it. <laughs> also joining us today from Bleacher Report, we've got Las Vegas resident Troy Hermo. What's going on, Troy? What up, Phil? I'm, I'm happy to be here, dude. This is uh, my first time on the show, and hopefully not my last. I fucking I I love this little four screen that we got going on. We're about to go over some. I I can feel the winners in this room right now that we're There's about so to, many. to give out. There's so um, many, Troy, and it is an honor to have you, dude. I I'm just I'm very grateful that we become friends on Twitter. It's just awesome uh, the relationships that you can build. So. Let's get this thing started off. Should we start off with props or should we start with Big Brother uh, tell-alls? What do you think? So I, I got a question, Nick. So I've, I've heard yeah. the rumors. I've been, I've been watching the show since like season one with my mom. Okay. And I got to know, like when you're, a, when you're like a have-not, do you have to eat the slop? Or I've heard that like you have the option of like drinking like chocolate milk. Is that like yeah. a true thing? Yeah, so it's funny. I actually wasn't a have-not, and our season only had it for two weeks because yeah. – Well, we didn't know this at the time, but, you know, Jackson was cheating on it. So instead of uh, just penalizing them like they should have, they ended up just uh, saying, get, let's get rid of it. But you're allowed to have protein shakes, pickles. I forget, I really think that's it. It's really like slop or protein shakes. And the slop, like I had some of it. It's not bad. It's just like bland as hell. 
Um, yeah, is it like oatmeal? Uh, like what? It yeah, looks like it's just lumpy. like it's just like a bunch of calories and not a lot of like nutrients in there. So they try to make like slop ice cream and slop nuggets, and it's just they're okay if you have like one of them. But I, yeah, I'm happy I never got not picked on that one. That would have been brutal. I couldn't Listen, believe I, people like the season, like, like, like basically like, you know, volunteered for it. I was like, Oh my God, no. Like, I think you try to do it to get in like the good graces. I, I think that it happened in the beginning, like all four guys, I think this season did it. Cause they just, they just wanted to be in the good graces of it. So um, <laughs> I remember my season, the week that Sam went out, he ended up, he ended up on slop because it was the first four people that fell off the vine and he fell. I remember sitting there laughing, even though that was my guy. I remember just sitting there laughing at him like this motherfucker's got it bad because he's on slop and he's on the block. I love Jesus. Sam. I, you know, I, I, uh, I follow Sam now on Instagram because of, you know, your friendship that you, you yeah. had on the show, man, that guy is cool. Is he that way in real life as well? Yeah, he's he see Sam's Sam's able to say it how it is, uh, you know, and he don't, he's not really fearful of any repercussions of of anything coming back. He enjoys it. I think he enjoys the attention of some way too. But yeah, he's super cool, um, super loyal. You know, when he was up in PA, uh, I went and visited him a couple times. You know, I rode my bike up there at one time, which was dope. But uh, I haven't seen him in a little bit because he moved to Florida, so. It's been probably over a year, but you know we chat here and there. He 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 works a lot with the uh, truck driving, so our schedules are a little bit different. But he he's super dope. That's awesome, and uh, you know we're all gamblers on this show. That's that's what brought us together here. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I I know that that you know you gamble. That that was how our friendship began. Yeah. So what was it like not having your phone, not being able to see any scores? You know baseball pennant races are going on football so, training camps like you missed it all yeah and to make it work well so first off not having your phone i know it sounds awful actually so refreshing just to get that off that was dope the thing that sucked was once you got evicted you go to a jury house now the jury house was so dope the production assistants were super cool like i'm actually probably better friends with this one production uh, assistant than i am really any other guy on my kiss like he's so cool anyway they're not allowed to tell you anything for no reason. Like, it's going to affect the vote. And I would try to get them to tell us stuff. Bro, that was the year that AB got traded, cut. Andrew Luck retired. Oh. That was the craziest NBA thing, too. Russell Westbrook just got traded to the Rockets. Dude, it was a frenzy. So, I had no idea what was happening. It was Pete Alonzo's rookie year. And I remember one of the cameramen that came in was like, oh, Pete Alonzo hit another. He's leading the league. And it's like, oh, shit, okay. But like, I remember who the fuck is Pete Alonzo? I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was because I didn't go in until June, so I knew a little bit of of who he was uh, because he was hitting all right uh, beforehand. But it's I hated not knowing. Like in the Eagles, I would ha I would try to ask them, like you know, was it good? Was it bad? Because they couldn't tell us anything. And I I think we were Owen. I don't remember what we were that year. I remember it was the game Aguilar dropped a ball. I think it was in Atlanta. And he dropped the one down the sideline or something. He said that he couldn't see. He dropped a lot and, of balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then, he dropped the, and then, quite a bit. Yeah, so that sucked. I think not knowing, not having the sports uh, access was the most frustrating for me. I had so many questions once I got off the show about what the hell was happening. Because I remember all I was saying on the show. I hope we give Jimmy the super max, bro. And when I got off the, when I first got evicted, you meet with the executive producers. And they're like, if you had one question to be answered, what would it be? I said, did Jimmy resign with the uh, with the Sixers? And the one guy just laughed at me. I was devastated. 
so I pretty much knew. And then I found out we did a signing trade and got Josh Richardson. And Great. yeah, that was, that was tough. Yeah. That move still hurts me to my core, by the way. Still. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy, dude, Jimmy wants to be like, he wants to play with Joel so that we just need a dog. You need, you need people like Jimmy, like Joel, like Jason Kelsey, like people that can deal with criticism and shit when you're in Philly, because you need someone, bro, the fans are booing you. You got to be all right, dude, blow it out your ass. Like, I do not give a shit. Like you have to give it back. Like, and like make a play, like do something. We just want to see you try. Like even people that are hard on Jalen Hurts, and I understand it, it's not capacity. That man is trying every day to get better, and you know he's trying. Dog, we don't care. Ben Ben Simmons went one for twenty for three. Dog, just shoot the fucking ball and for practice. Sure. Like, what are you doing? So I think that's the most frustrating, you know, frustrating thing as a Philly fan. But I, I, I don't. Even, I could talk about Jimmy Butler for for years. I love that man. He's <laughs> he's he is everything you want your kid to be. If if when it comes to sports and how he plays the game. For sure. Kyle, I know, you know, you're you're a big a, an Eagles fan as they come and you're kind of yes. halfway sold on Jalen Hurts. So I know this conversation's going all over the place, but you know, th- this what Nick says, does that mean anything to you? Are you yeah, ready I to mean, apologize? I, I'm still not ready. And and here's here's my here's my apprehension. Uh, we spoke about this a little bit on our on our pod the other day. Um, but I, I think if you're looking for a quarterback and, and you're, you're looking at Jalen Hurts, you love everything about the guy off the field. There isn't a thing about this guy that I don't absolutely adore off the field. He rallies mm-hmm. the troops. He's not an asshole. He's not going to cause off the field issues. He's going to work his balls off. He's first guy in, last guy to leave. I have no problems with it. The only issue that I've ever had with Jalen Hurts is his ability. Is his ability on the field and his ability to – you know, more, you know, uh, uh, specifically to read defenses and to be able to pass anywhere beyond 15 yards with accuracy and with correct timing. That's been my biggest thing. And it's pretty important to be a fucking quarterback in the NFL and to be able to have timing and accuracy and to be able to read a fucking defense. And when you're in the playoffs and the defensive coordinator comes off and goes, he can't read us. That's a fucking issue. And that's my problem. Now with what he's doing so far, I'm impressed. I am getting closer to say, okay, he could be it. But I'm still not ready to say sorry. I'm not ready to go that route yet because I'm apprehensive because the second half of both of these football games, he has not been the same as he was the first half. I'm worried that that is either complacency where it's, hey, listen, you know, we're up big. We don't need to do as much. We don't need to do this. Or are the defenses figuring him out and able to kind of throw different looks at him and he's not able to read them as well or, you know, different things like that. So I'm not ready yet. If he continues on the trajectory that he is, I will gladly apologize. I will not be more happy about being wrong in anything in my entire life because then as Eagles fans, we're sitting there with two first-round picks plus a couple seconds over the next two years, and we can get any player in the draft that's not a quarterback, and we're sitting – unbelievably pretty. So if, mm-hmm. if I turn out to be wrong, I'm happy, but I'm right. still apprehensive for those reasons. So, I mean, you know, call me a martyr, call me an asshole, but that's where I'm sitting. I, I think your reasons are legit too. And, and, you know, regarding this last game, I really thought that just the Eagles as a whole took their foot off the throttle. I really just didn't think that they were really trying to, you know, run it up in, in the second half. I think they was more just controlling the game and pounding the ball. Uh, for me, Hurts 
he has one fatal flaw and it and I have seen improvement on it. It's just his his pocket presence. So for me, he he is escaping the pocket too many times where it's clean instead of stepping up. So I don't have obviously if you have interior pressure, you know, and you need to move right or left, I I don't mind. But when you have edge rushers come in and looping, you don't need to you do not need to skip the pocket, step up in the pocket. If if you think of the whole NFL, there's not a quarterback better with pocket mobility than Tom Brady. And that dude is running like a six flat. But he can step up around. He knows how to maneuver the pocket. And I'm not even asking Jalen Hurts to do that. But you need to be comfortable to step up in the pocket. Because if you do not, and you keep escaping, they're just going to keep blasting you with rushers. And eventually we're going to get a team that has a fast linebacker that can spy Hurts. And and we're going to be in trouble. So I have seen improvement with it. I thought that he didn't really bail too many clean pockets the first two weeks. There was a couple times where I wish he would have stayed in. But I, I have seen improvement. If he continues to have better pocket presence and more comfortable stepping up in the pocket, I, I, I see amazing things from that man. Because I tell you, everyone on that team will run through a brick wall for that guy. Yeah, yeah. I'll run through a fucking brick wall for that guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like him yet. <laughs> and, you and, fan and, or something else. <laughs> and I think like the thing that makes you know that Hertz has on his side is that he was drafted to be a backup. You know what I mean? So any mm-hmm. type of production that you guys get out of him at QB one, in my opinion, is a bonus. Is you know is a plus. And uh, like you said, you guys got two first rounders, two second rounders. There's plenty of quarterback prospects in the draft. I feel like that could you know make a difference. But Hertz to this point, like oh my god, you know I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Gross. So, you know, when I'm praising, yeah. uh, you know, Eagles quarterbacks, you know, there's they got to be something something special. And this kid has, I think, the big the biggest heart out of all the quarterbacks in the league. He literally looks for contact when he's running the ball. That's something you don't see from quarterbacks. He's just exciting to watch. Honestly, I, I love Hurts. So. And he can squat a vending machine, which I think is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. He's a I think machine. He can squat, too. <laughs> <laughs> just put, put one on top of the other, you know? Yeah. All right, so gambling show here. We got a Big Brother guest on. Is there anywhere we can we can bet on Big Brother? Is that a thing, Troy? Um, it's not, it's not yet, but I've been working on my DraftKings rep on getting that possible. Because if we could bet on HOHs, if we could bet on uh, vetoes, if we could bet on who's going home that week, that'd be that'd make the show, in my opinion, ten times more popular. I mean, they they just I mean, look at what's happened to the WNBA. They just started adding you know player props to the WNBA. Ratings went up. So it's like we as gamblers, in my opinion, you know, raise ratings. So it's like I, I wish that they could do that. The problem is, is that a lot of stuff is pre-recorded, so you'd have to watch like the live streams to like know what's going on. Well, like, you would—that is true. But I mean, that would just be more of a benefit to, I feel like the per, the the odds makers because if people aren't watching the feeds and aren't aware of what comp could be next, or is this going to be a wall comp and they don't even know what a wall comp is. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously, you're, I'm picking all the females for you know, or uh, any skinny male, because right. they obviously have the best. Yeah, like Phil, actually, you would be great at it because you have less weight, so you would be able to hold yourself up. So you would be great odds. Whereas you, you have someone bigger. You know, I'm voting them first to fall. Their odds are going to be trash. And you saw this season. I think Terrence and Brittany were the first two to fall. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Certain comps are are good for certain people. I think yeah. it'd be dope. I'll tell you what, man, you know, when I was watching your season and I had never watched Big Brother before 
didn't know really what was happening. I just, I watched it cause you were on it, which was right. awesome. I was like, man, there's a lot of opportunities to bet on this. Like, like you said, with the competitions, who's getting kicked out, who's, you know, going to win the, the head of the house. Like Troy said, that would be awesome for, for gambling markets. And I would have thrown money at you all summer long. I mean, it would have been, it would have been great. You would have won a little bit. I mean, I only bit, won two yeah. times, but I, but I was in there though. If you could have, you could have bet me like a horse or something to place it. I have five straight veto's in a row. I was in second, so or four, so you would have made some money. I was beast then. I just couldn't. I couldn't close the deal. <laughs> Nick, who who would be Nick? Who would you say right now? The three that are left. Who would be the favorite? Probably Monty. Like a minus two fifty on Monty. <sighs> you know what's funny? I so I think Monty gets to the finals. Regardless if who wins yeah. HOH three. Now I don't know. Are you up on the feeds? Because I don't want to spoil. Because I know who won. No, I'm not. I'm not up on the feeds. I'm waiting to watch it with my wife. Okay, so I won't. Up. So I won't. I won't tell you who won part one of HOH. But regardless, whoever wins part three, if it's not Monty, I think Taylor brings Monty, and I think Turner brings Monty. So I think his odds will probably be the best, just because he's more of a guarantee to get there. I think he struggles to beat Turner. I know Turner's jury management hasn't been as good. I just – I think Turner's done more. He got out Michael, who's the best player in the game. I, I think I'm rooting for Monty. Um, I think Monty Turner, you know, Brit, it's just so petty. I hate when people are petty. Who knows if Brittany's going to continue to be. But, you know, I, I think that Monty could beat Turner, depending on what happens in these, you know, the, the HOHs. And then a Taylor, who knows? I mean, Taylor – arc of being literally was going to be voted out first if Paloma didn't self-evict to you know now making final three possible final two and having a chance to win game wise I thought her game was like not bad she was you know not a, she wasn't a big fan until last year I thought she played pretty well for not knowing the game as like that crazily um, I don't think she was like a great player but I think she was you know on a one to 10, I thought she was like a six, six and a half. I mean, her first HOH was super messy. Uh, she, yeah. she just was all over the place. And listen, man, it's hard. The game is hard, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that I was even above like a, a, like I'm not saying that I was better by her by any means in case we have any big brother fans that try to get on me. Oh, what are you and eight? No, you were trash. You were two. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like I had people in my DMs, bro, with my, Michael. Oh, you wish you were as good as him because I unfollowed them. The fact that you know I unfollowed him is sick, you fucking freaks. They literally track who we follow and unfollow. No, like it's, it's not bad, like they get a notification. Yeah. So yeah. whatever. Sorry, I just got off topic, but uh, I didn't really answer your question. I think Monty probably would be best odds, but it, it could be close because with that – see, I hate this shit when the girls are like, oh, I'm going to vote for a girl because she's a girl. No, you vote for the best person to win. And yes. if the girls really do vote for Taylor just because she's a girl, I think that's horseshit. If she gets the votes because she played a better game and she explains herself better in the final two chairs, and I'm down for it. But you got to give it to the best game player, man. You just have to. And I just feel like Taylor's relied on too many people to you know stay in the house rather than you know play you know a, a, a I guess an aggressive game. She's had to be safe, you know. She, but then again, she survived the block like five times, so that's almost that's like super hard, itself. super impressive. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And she has won a couple. She's won what, a couple, a couple of vetoes, and a I think two HOHs. HOHs. Yeah. I yeah. mean, she's not that's playing not bad. bad. She's yeah. yeah. She's a for for what she went through and like how she was able to flip the script to 
being, you know, public enemy, enemy number one, even though I don't really think she did anything to deserve that, but it is what it is, to then going to where everyone's protecting her. I mean, that has to be a plus plus to her social game. I mean, <laughs> you have to give her mad props and that deserves consideration for votes. Like, I don't think anyone goes there now and is walking away with it. Like there's, I can't see it. I can't, I, I think it's going to yeah. be 5-4. I think it's going to be 5-4 or 6-3 at the worst. I just, I, I have a difficult time seeing anyone running away with it, which is why I was happy Brittany was voted out because she, she was going to get, she wasn't, she was she the wasn't weakest shit, bro. Yeah, yeah she, she was. was the I don't want to say yeah. she was trash, but I mean, she literally the way she really, played, dude, was horrible. It was trash, was just, in my opinion. Yeah, she wasn't. She relied on. She relied on Michael. She was Michael, like yeah. She relied on Michael, and then <laughs> yeah. she like once, and then once she saw that Michael's, you know, days were numbered, she then went to Turner and was like, yep. "Oh, I'm gonna buddy up, buddy, buddy up with you, and like maybe you can take me to final two. It's like that. That's. I mean, <sighs> I get. I see why she did it, but at the same time, it's like. Was that the right game move to like basically put all your energy in the Michael instead of like trying to spread it out throughout the house? I don't know. I mean, I and think Michael's it's good to like have a shield. Of all time, so I think I think it's good to have a shield. I just don't think she needed one. <laughs> like yeah, I don't think anyone yeah. was threatened by her. And that's another funny thing too, especially when people are like, oh, you know, she got further than you because I was talking, you know, about that. I wasn't that impressed with her. Getting farther than someone does not mean that you're better because guess what? If I know that you're not a threat, why the hell am I going to target you? Yeah, I want to bring you further. I want to bring you further because you're trash at the game and I know I'm going to beat you, which and happens every season. And I, I want to be careful with who I say, but if you look, you know, I love big D, but if you look at last year, the cookout, he got smoked and he, you know, he got undefeated or what the hell is that called? The unanimous. Right. Yeah. And then you have my season where, where Holly was, she deserved votes, but Nicole, she, I don't think she's beaten really anyone, right? So you some them floater types, you know. And I didn't. I started watching season seventeen, but you look at a season sixteen, and you have someone like, uh, I, what was her name, Victoria, who yeah. got final three, and she was the ultimate floater. And you had season seventeen, you had, you know, the twins. I didn't think they were any good. Austin carried them, so you're gonna get people that you bring to. Why are you gonna bring the best competitors to the end? That is the stupidest thing in the world. You want to increase your odds, so okay, you can't win at this comp or you're only good at one type of comp, I'm bringing you because I'll take them chances. Yeah, but, exactly. Let me ask you this, Nick. Before you, you went on the show, did you, did you like marathon a lot of seasons to, to you know, scout I, it out? So I started watching season uh, 17. So I watched 17, 18, 19, 20, and I applied to 20. That was the first time I applied. And then – uh, fun fact, I was apparently supposed to make semifinals that year, but they never called me. Oh. Uh, that's how I got the call for for 21. They were like, did you apply? I was like, yeah. He was like, did you get called last year? I said, nope. He was like, you were supposed to. I was like, oh, I never did. But, I mean, I knew enough, you know. I, I, don't, I don't think I did anything wrong. The only thing that I would change was I went in there really hot. Like, I went in there playing way too hard too quick. And a lot of that's paranoia. Like, I'm making game moves. I'm trying to flip things so if you remember the camp director i i flipped that vote like i don't and that, i don't think it was shown but everyone was going to vote jess and jackson and, and me and bella were all in the room and he was like no we're just going to vote jess i said no the fuck we're not i said fuck that and i went and i went to everyone and i got them all to vote jackson because you nice want to montage of that actually you, really no they didn't okay. i think they did like you talking to each person yeah well so 
you want to keep people in the game that are possibly going to be an easy target week one. So why am I going to give one to Jess when literally her her pitch to be camp director was that she might not be good at physical comps? Okay, well, then you're an easy target week one then because I'm not worried about putting you up and you coming after me because you might not win. So I wasn't going to give her power to then not be able to put her up. So that's right. why I had to be Jackson. Now, I mean, damn, I didn't know, you know, our seed was going to turn the way it did. But, uh, you know, I, I think I just went in there too hot and I wasn't getting caught in the DR. And I'm like, fuck, bro, am I just not doing anything? But I think it was more or less, you know, I was just, it's hard in there because you're talking about shit from like three days ago and you have to talk about it like it's happening right now. So you're like, so right now in this comp, I'm doing it. I'm like, bro, this is fucking two days ago. I don't fucking remember how I felt during the comp. Like I was, right, right, right. I was locked in, you know what I'm saying? And all right, so let me let me ask you this. If you had the opportunity to go back, now I know you have a family now. You were you were a single man during your season. Right. But if they had like an all-star thing and they were like, Nick, we need you back for season 29. Are you in? Are you doing it again? I don't think it would be an all-star season. I think it would be a second chance. I would do that because personally, I didn't play a great game, but I didn't play bad. I thought I, I did well with managing. You know, I went, I got kicked out of my own alliance to, you know, having, both sides, of the, having both sides of the house. Yeah, but I won that veto and I had both sides of the house and I was in a great position. I feel I played, I think I just didn't carry myself the best way, like in a personal level. I wasn't awful, but I just said some shit that I wish I didn't. Um, I feel like that would be my second chance to prove that and show that I'm a good person. That that's why I would go back. Not right now. Obviously the baby's too young and I care way more about her than I do anything else. It's just too long to be away from her and to be away from Heather right now and, and my dog. I just couldn't. But something like the challenge, which is like six weeks max, yeah, I would do that. But yeah, in the future, I would do Big Brother again. But it would it would have to be dependent on on the baby being old enough sure. because I'm not leaving her. I'm not missing her first words, first steps. Like screw that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like, something you never get back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kyle, you get to experience that like twelve times already, right? Yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have more, then you will get those those chances back. It'll just be a different kid, <laughs> right? But uh, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm on my third one's on the way. Um, okay, congrats. Yeah, thanks. And uh, I'll tell you, man, I, I had two daughters first. Uh, I had my son on the way. And I'll tell you, each one is different. They go at their own pace. Each first word is special. Each, yeah. I mean, both of them were dada because I'm a man. But, uh, yeah, exactly, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, each, each, each time they start to crawl, start to walk, start to talk. All that stuff is is more important than anything. So and and the cool thing it. too about yeah and the cool thing about you know your son, uh, can, you know, congrats is he's going to be born and he'll weigh more than Phil already, which is really cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, yep. no, I'm not. A, I'm not a math guy, but that checks out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got to be close. The weight will be close. Oh, Plus or minus, sure. maybe something. For sure. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. 
Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. But all right, so listen, we've got we've got a huge day in college tomorrow. We've got mm-hmm. a, a huge NFL slate. No bye weeks yet. Um, Troy, I know you you dug deep and you've got some what some college props you were teasing earlier today. What what are you looking at, dude? Um, so like this weekend, you know, I, I basically just go over all like the main games. I try and just do like the biggest matchups. Um, I'm definitely like you know honing in on this Duke Kansas matchup. I really think Jalen Daniels is gonna have a big game. You know, if you yeah. can play player props, I know that not a lot of people can, but if you can play player props, definitely look at Jalen Daniels having a decent game. The Duke defense isn't very good despite being three and zero. I think he's gonna not only run over him, but he's also gonna pass. I think his over one hundred seventy nine and a half yard passing is a great play this weekend. Um, I'm pulling up all my stats right now. I also like uh, the quarterback for UCLA, that Thompson Robinson, over 47 and a half rushing yards. Um, Colorado is one of the worst teams in college football this year, especially defensively against the run. He's going to, he is fast. He's quick. He's from Vegas, actually five minutes behind my house at Bishop Gorman. That's where he fucking went to high school. Um, He's a great athlete. I think he gets the job done this week. Um, Looking at, you know, if you if you can play touchdowns, I really like Bijan Robinson. I think he's an automatic against Texas Tech to get a touchdown. Um, I got a ton of stuff. I'm, I play I play way too much, as, as a lot of people like to say. I'm a, I'm a volume better. Um, but for the people that can't play props, um, I do have a few spreads, especially tonight. Um, I got the Qs at nine. I think that's way better than the nine and a half it's at right now. Definitely. They're up seven nothing, too. They're up seven nothing. Yep. And then uh, I got Boise State minus fifteen and a half tonight. Um, I think uh, UTEP is one of the worst teams in college football. I think they're ranked one hundred twenty eighth um, overall. Let's see if I can pull up this map real quick and I can get you guys some actual stats instead of just me just rambling on here. Um, yeah, um, Virginia's actually missed two field goals while we've been on the air. So there I'm we on, go. Yeah, I'm on Virginia. Not thrilled about it, but I'm 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 keeping the attitude. Uh, good, you know, because Kyle knows we have guests here. Otherwise, it would be a barrage of uh, language, I'm sure. So there wouldn't there there would not be a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of good words coming. No, coming from no. there. But I, I'm I, shocked I, right now. Go ahead. The, Virginia has like 14 yards passing and like 14 yards rushing. So I don't know how I've accused this turning the ball over. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just seem to look at the screen every time they miss a field goal. So uh, okay, to, maybe you should stop looking. I don't yeah, know for sure. For sure. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I'm 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 against you. I'm on Virginia there at the 10, but I'm I'm on Air Force minus the 23 and a half, and also on uh Boise. I just I think that defense will absolutely shut down UTEP tonight. Like like you said, UTEP, terrible, terrible squad. Um Boise should outclass them. Give the ball to Hank, let him cook. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Boise State, 28th best defense or 28th ranked defense in the nation. Going up against UTEP's 128th ranked offense tonight. It's going to be absolutely – I mean, UTEP will have an extremely hard time running, throwing anything. Um, it, honestly, it's two of the worst offenses in Division One football going tonight, Nevada and UTEP. So uh, it's, uh, those two games are definitely going to be a little bit more stinky than uh, sure. than this Virginia Cuse game. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Nice. Nick, are you still with us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now I I know you're you're a props guy. Um, yeah. You, were you thinking for tonight, or are you you laying some down tomorrow, or on the NFL so Sunday? What are you What are you thinking? Only thing I laid down so far has been uh, Sean Tucker tonight. Uh, his rush yard. So I don't know what he's at right now. I took him at one hundred and two. But a big one for NFL that I I am going to like a lot is going to be Russell Gage. Uh, as long as I can get his reception yards, anything under fifty. Um, I will be pouncing on that. I think it's just a lot of good value. Chris Godwin's out. Mike Evans is out. You know, Julio is Julio. So who is Tom really going to be throwing to? Now, you know, they have Jair on the other side, but also week one they didn't put Jair on Justin Jefferson and let him run rampant, which I I can't understand. But uh, I think Russell Gage is really good. He also plays a lot in a slot. Uh, So I don't think he'll have to match up against Stokes or, or Jair. Um, a lot. So I really like Russell Gage. I think he's a really good player. And uh, I think he was undervalued coming out of LSU. And I, I like him a lot. So I, I see him having a big day, uh, you know, reception wise. I, I think anything, if you can get him under 50, and it depends on what it, it comes out at, I think that he hits that. I've also been exploiting rookies right now and their receiving yards. So I had Pickens yesterday over 28 and a half. And I had Traylon Burks the other day um, over, I think it was 30. And both of them ended up getting it in almost one catch. So I've been trying to exploit the ones that are really low. Um, obviously, they're not getting as much play time, but essentially that can be one catch, especially for uh, you know a player of their caliber. So I'm really high on Traylon Burks. I know that Drake London has been doing really well. I actually wasn't as high on Drake London as everyone else, and I know he is doing well. But I, I also – I don't know what Kyle Pitts' props are going to be, but there's no way that dumbass Arthur Smith continues to rely on Cordell Patterson and not feed Pitts the ball. Kyle Pitts is a receiver that yes, plays tight end. I made a 6-5. He moves – dude, you throw on his film, his college film, when I was watching – you know, I was watching corners. I forget which ones I was watching. And and Pitts, dude, is disgusting. His release off the line of scrimmage against press is disgusting. He is insanely fluid, huge hands, huge catch radius. And he's got, what, like three catches? They just won't throw him the ball. And, and, and you know, it's funny. Arthur Smith made a comment like – you know, I'm not worried about fantasy. I'm worried about winning the games. Dog, you're fucking 0-2, you fucking loser. Yeah, what do you yeah, mean? Like, you're worried about winning games. You haven't won. You haven't won, like and you have one of the best matchups in the in the league. Yeah, that's your best offensive player. Bingo. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Your best offensive player. You're not you're not utilizing him at all. Yeah, you know what? Last year he was only in uh, 11% of block packages. This year he's in 25% of block packages. What are you doing? Go get a, a tight end that can block. And put him in there, and put Kyle Pitts out wide, and throw right. him the damn ball. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Even if you're yeah, doing, if you're doing two receiver sets, I mean, okay, have Drake London and Pitts play as a receiver, and get your second tight end to block. 
Like yeah. you don't you don't need to take pits off the field. You don't need him in line. Now, if you're going to work play action off of that and have it hit him on a post, yeah, absolutely. But you're not doing that, and it's not like Marcus Mariota is incompetent. I actually like Mariota. I think Desmond Ritter's a, a good quarterback as well. I think they'll both they're both solid. It's not an issue of them getting the ball. Mariota has not played bad. No. Like they're not losing because of Mariota. Cordell Patterson ran for 100 and something yards the first game. They're losing because of coaching. Arsers, dog, you don't have Derrick Henry anymore. Like, get it out of your brain. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that gauge play, I don't see it anywhere in the market, but like you said, we're, we're going to be on the lookout for it. We saw some flashes in Atlanta last year, and I I mean, the targets have to go somewhere on Sunday. Yeah. So Who else? Definitely, Fournette, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure, but uh, gauge would, would certainly be a good option. Uh, Kyle, you we were talking pre-show of a of a couple props you like, and and maybe you can get the guy's opinion here. Yeah, yeah, I I I I have a couple. Um, the the I, I'm gonna root for you on the on the Russell Gage one there. It scares the shit out of me because, uh, they have two of the top five, uh, corners, in defensive pass percentage, you know, grades or whatever in the NFL through two weeks. Um, there's been a little bit of a no fly zone out there. I mean, uh, you, you, Phil, you're dead on. The, they got to go somewhere. I mean, you got he's going to throw the ball. So, I mean, I, I, I can't see, you know, Cameron Brake getting 32 targets in this week. So, you know, I, I assume that he's going to at least get some some opportunities. Um, so I, I'm going to stay off that one, but I'm going to root for you. <laughs> um, a couple that I like, uh, first one is going to be Josh Allen. Uh, I like over 39 and a half rushing yards. Um, okay. I, I th- This game's going to be uh, a, a you know, back and forth, go at them, get after it type of game. Uh, Josh Allen seems to make things happen in these types of games. Uh, you know, not just with his arm, but he's always able to run the football in these types of games. Uh, especially when you have a good secondary that he's going against. He seems to find more abilities, more rushing lanes. So I think 40 is way too low for him. I think he's going to be up in that, you know, 80-yard range. I just I just think he's going to double this thing. Uh, he's just going to have too much opportunity, I think. They're also going to want to try and um, slow the Dolphins down a little bit. Um and, and and slow the, the 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 offense down a little bit, so so they're gonna want to keep the clock going, things like that. I think that that bodes well for them as well. Um, yeah, I mean we we saw we saw Lamar go nuts on the ground yeah. last weekend. So yeah, they, I mean they're you know, the they're Dolphins... definitely they're they're definitely you know viable to give up some yards to the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, they're they're susceptible there. Do you uh do you have any thoughts, Nick or Troy? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I think my you know, only issue with, okay, Josh Allen running that much. I think Dolphins have an actually really, really good chance to win this game, and here's why. The back end of the Bills right now, Micah Hyde already got ruled out, and I think Jordan Poyer is questionable, and I know that they've had, like, the least amount of uh, long passes or, like, passes over 20 yards, I believe, in the last, like, couple years. But if them two were out, and you got Jalen Waddle, and you have Tyree Kill, who can – fucking blaze i don't know how you're going to slow them down which then turns into yeah josh allen might actually have to run a lot because they might be throwing the ball 50 times i think that it's not as big of a discrepancy if both safeties are out i think the game's going to be close yeah yeah i i hope it is troy what do you think uh i was gonna say yeah i i actually i i 
hammered this basically once it came out that, you know, the bill safeties are going to be hurt. They're going to be really hurting in the secondary. I, I got Tyree kill over 73 and a half yards. He was already projected for 89 before those guys were ruled out. Um, I think 73 and a half is way too low. I also took Edmonds coming out of the backfield yeah. over 18 and a half receiving yards. I think that we get there pretty easy. And I got, I took the over 52 and a half a couple days ago. I think that's a gr- pretty low number for a couple offenses that I think are going to put up big numbers on these defenses that are not, or in my opinion, the, the bills without a couple of these guys are going to be a little bit more subpar than what we're used to seeing from the bills. So Definitely look at the over, and yeah, Waddle and Hill should go off. They went off for over 100 yards, both of them, last week, so against the Ravens. Awesome. Yeah, so it looks like there's there's definitely some opportunities that in, in this game that you guys have pointed out, which is which is great. Uh, Kyle, I know your next one is like your man crush every day. What do you got? It is. It's, it is. It's, it's Carson Wentz and uh, it's pass yards this week, and I'm going to go over 239 and a half. Um, the Eagles have been a team that starts out hot and they force you to throw the football. Um, I'm not expecting a great game by, by Carson Wentz when it comes to maybe turnovers or, you know, completion percentage, but Washington has not ran the ball very well. And I don't expect them to do it on Philly's front. So for them to be able to hang with the Eagles whatsoever, uh, I believe that Carson's going to have to throw the ball, and I think you know we've seen it. He's been he's been really good so far. Carson's been really really good so far. I think I know the Eagles. You know, corners are really good, but I mean, Scary Terry seems to uh, get into Darius Slay a little bit. He, he kind he kind of rocks that kryptonite a little bit. So you know, I know Bradbury's out there, and and you know, but you have Dotson who seems like he's he's pretty good for for a long one each game um and i i think just 239 and a half is too low here in this game um i think it's going to be a game where maybe they don't score a ton of points but uh, the yards will go up i mean philly's defense certainly is a is a bend but don't break they've given up some yards this year but you know they haven't given up a, a ton of points other than obviously when when detroit you know found their way back but um i i think it's just too low for carson this week nick i agree Right. That is really low. I think it should be more around 265. And I think Carson, I think it's going to be a first half sweat for that too. I think Carson could be anywhere from a, uh, he could be at only a hundred yards in the first half. And then like you said, they're just going to be behind and they're going to have to sling it. Uh, they don't really have a, a running game. Antonio Gibson cannot hold on to the ball. Uh, Brian Robinson obviously is recovering for being shot. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, the only concern I do has we did get gashed on the uh, on the ground by Detroit, and you know obviously Dalvin got absolutely just shut down. Um, but I am a little bit concerned. I want our front to play well. We still have like two sacks. Uh, we've been and and they've been late in the game. And I see Hassan Reddick getting pressures. I see Sweat getting pressures. But uh, where's the interior pressure been? Where's Hargrave at with with interior pressure? Um, whereas Milton Williams, I know, I know Fletcher's getting older, but I would just like to see some pressure off the middle. Uh, you know, Carson is definitely susceptible to holding the ball too long. So we'll see what happens. Troy, you like it? Uh, I personally, like I heard, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but Carson wins basically had like a press conference where, you know, he basically said that he wished he did a little something different, like in Philly, you know, he wished he was a better teammate. 
better person. Um, I, I think Carson Wentz is showing a lot of maturity here. Um, now with a new team after, you know, he, the Colts just did, really didn't work out for him last year. And I think he should get over the total. I think he's going to want to show out against his old team. You know, uh, I always love that kind of like revenge angle with props, with guys coming back on, you know, teams that gave up on him. So, you know what I mean? So definitely like that play. All right, cool. Well, it's it's a uh, looks like it's a consensus here, Kyle. So I, I guess I'll there have to go. play it. Yeah, so, I love it. And they're home, one. which is nice. Yeah, that's a shitty stadium, though. Yeah, but it's a home game, man. You, gotta, you gotta love it. FedEx Field sucks. But, yeah, um, my, my I I got one more. I got one more for you. Uh, my favorite player in the league, Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm over seventy four and a half this week for receiving yards. Um, this guy, I don't think that. It really matters who he plays. I, I, I you know, if, he, if he's going out there against Jalen Ramsey, I'm going to take him anyway because he's not a guy like Jamar Chase. He's not a guy like uh, A.J. Brown who sits there and sits on the outside and runs his routes and tries to get open here and there. He's a guy who moves all over the field. He's a guy who lines up in the slot from the backfield, from the, this side, that side. Uh, you know, line up at the freaking quarterback spot, pitch it back and run another route and get 30 yards out of it. Um, I think he's the most, other than Tyreek Hill, I, I think he's the most explosive weapon in the NFL right now. And I think 74 and a half is just too low. I, I think he's he's just utilized too much in that offense. He's way too important. Um, and, and Detroit... I, I mean, Dan Campbell loves him. Detroit looks good. Their offense looks good, and I expect it to continue. and And I think it. I think it's just too low as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I lost the fantasy league because of this guy. I uh, missed the missed the playoffs. Nick Nick knows when he was at USC. Uh, yeah. Ra cost me a, a, a playoff spot. And I mean, he's not even. You know, why didn't he go to Notre Dame? Like we couldn't even get the good St. Brown brother. Like I, I'm just, I'm really sour towards this guy. So, you know, he's always going to have something to prove with me. So I will continue to back him. So at least I can get paid that way. But uh, Nick, do you have any thoughts on Amon Ra this weekend? I think Amon Ra is good. And I think that game is going to be an absolute slugger. Uh, I, I Sorry, my dog is barking. I don't know if you can hear right. in the background. No, it's fine. Uh, but, you know, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think I also, on the opposite side, like Justin Jefferson, after just getting absolutely clamped by Darius Slay, there's no way Jeff Akuda is clamping him. Uh, I, don't, I forget who their corner is on the opposite end, but Jefferson's not going to have back-to-back bad games. Uh, I, I can't see Jefferson not going. I don't know what his props are, but he's been on my radar for, uh, you know, in my brain, it should be anywhere from like 7.5 and, and 95. That's what I would expect. I would also love for him to score a TD. Regards Amon Ra, I mean, the – the Lions are a good team. Like, I they don't are. think people understand that. You think about last year, they lost to a 66-yard field goal. They lost to the Vikings scoring on them on, on a last-second field goal. They had a lot of really good games. Uh, Jared Goff is, you know, uh, you know, a mid-to-lower-tier starting quarterback, but they have so many weapons. And I think that game is going to be an absolute slugfest, and I see them throwing a lot. So I, I don't see – I don't know, I'm not doing well. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, and – I think that we're going to get a little recency bias here with with uh, Jefferson getting clamped up, like you said, on Monday night for the whole world to see that maybe, it, you know, th- those lines will be a little bit lower. Maybe we'll see a, a seven and a half instead of that eight and a half. Uh, so certainly looking forward to that. Troy, wh- what do you think about Amon Ra? Uh, I, I, he, he's looked unbelievable. I mean, we can't say any, uh, enough good things about the guy. 
And we need to, for, we also forget too, that, you know, Jared Goff at one point in time led the Rams to a Super Bowl. So he did. I mean, he's a, he is a, he's a very solid quarterback that I think got a little bit of a bad rep. He had one bad season. I mean, even guys like Favre, Aikman, all these guys have had down years and have bounced back to be, you know, pretty elite quarterbacks. Um, honestly, it's the Vikings at home. So it, it scares me. Anytime you want to bet any sort of lot, any, anybody going into that stadium, uh, the Vikings seem to turn it on. I'm more looking towards like the over in this game. I think this is uh, Kirk Cousins. It's not a nighttime game, so you don't have to worry about no lights, Kirk. You know what I mean? Uh you know, not showing up. So I think he's going to put up big numbers. A lot of these props, in my opinion, are a little juiced. I haven't, and I'm going to be honest, I haven't mapped this game out yet. So I haven't looked at any of the projections, but Justin Jefferson just sitting at 98 and a half yards. Oh, that's a lot of yards. That's, that that's is pretty, a lot of yards. That's pretty hefty. So, I mean, we're, we're dealing with, uh, I think there's a little bit of inflation on some of these lines. I'm definitely going to probably wait till around, you know, Sunday morning around 8 a.m. to kind of look, re relook at some of these lines. Uh, I'm on raw. St. Brown's at 74 and a half. I actually think he, pr- he will get there. Um, and I could definitely see Swift getting over the 21 and a half receiving yards as well. And that feels one, good. That feels yeah. really, really good. I mean, just, this is just kind of like me looking at these lines for like the first time, just as like a blind eye. And uh, I think Chark actually gets a little bit more run this week too. And I think we'll see him produce a little bit more. For sure. And uh, Kyle, it looks like you're in the local supermarket. Is that, is that right? That, yes, that's right. Okay. All right, cool. It's about to close. I had to pick up my prescription. Makes sense. Well, appreciate you squeezing this in there, pal. So uh, does anybody have anything else they, they want to go over? Any any plays you want to give out? Uh, what's what's on your mind? Nick? Yeah, uh, so. Uh-oh, Uh-oh, he disappeared. He disappeared. <laughs> me? Can you hear me? Got you back. Yes, sir. Could you hear me when I was doing that or no? Could not. No. Oh, okay. So I was trying to I was trying to look at the the games, but essentially how I do college is I go through by their time slot. So twelve o'clock games, I bet them strictly. Then I'll look at props. Then just briefly looking, I know that Penn State is playing Central Michigan tomorrow, and they have a true freshman named Nick Singleton, and that man can run the football. I don't know what his props have been. They have he's been splitting a lot of carries. Um, he, I think he only maybe touched the ball 10 or 11 times last week. And I think he ran for like a, a buck 30. Uh, dude is really good. I think he's going to explode against them. I think Penn State's going to roll them. Um, I also, so sorry, Phil, I do not think Notre Dame is it. Uh, Josh Downs did announce that he is playing. Uh, I really like this Drake May kid. Uh, they have a potent offense. And I don't know who Tyler Buckner is or whoever your quarterback is at Notre Drew Dame. Pine. It's pine time. Okay. Well, you haven't had a good quarterback since Brady Quinn. So uh, no offense to Ian Book. So I just don't see you going to Chapel Hill and winning. I, I just don't. And I think I love Marcus Freeman. He, I, he, I've seen interviews on him. He seems like an amazing coach. So maybe they come out and surprise you're going to win that game because of your defense. So it ain't going to be because of your offense. Cause you guys stink. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, go ahead. I was going to say, Nick, does it, does it concern you at all though, that the Carolina team may has not faced like, in my opinion, a real defense, um, Florida a and M's an FCS team. So they're unranked, but like Appalachian state ranks 60th, um, Georgia state ranks like 70th in defense. And then Notre Dame sitting at like 19th. Does it concern you at all that may may struggle a little bit against the the Irish maybe early on? I, I think Appalachian State was a good test, and I also think that 
yeah, he might, he's not going to have as easy of a time. Like I said, they're going to win that game because of defense, but I think UNC has so much firepower and they're at home. If they're on the road, I don't think they're going into, what is it? South Bend, right? Yeah. Is that where you guys yeah. play? I, I don't think they're going in there and winning, but I just like the matchup at home. And again, if Notre Dame wants to win, they're going to have to turn, you know, they're going to have to turn the ball over a couple of times. Uh, you know, maybe even a defensive touchdown because I just, uh, they have no, they have no quarterback. How does no QB want to play there? None. I I can't figure it out, man. I, I and you have you have the, one of the best tight ends in and how long Michael Michael Mayer right is there. insane, yeah. insane, yeah. and he's always open. He's literally Travis Kelsey. He's always open. Just throw him the get him the. They got to scheme him passes. I don't yeah, care. I, I, Tommy Reese. It's on Tommy Reese. But yeah, I this this UNC offense is is being touted as like this tremendous machine, but I, I think Notre Dame. I think they have the minerals to to stand up to it, at least on the defensive mm-hmm. side. Do I think they win? I no idea. No idea. But sure hope so. You know, it makes my Saturday a little bit better. Right, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, um, Troy, you have anything else, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I got I got two things that people should look out for betting NFL this weekend. Um, first of all, the New Orleans Saints, they got a bunch of guys questionable. I guess Winston's been really limited in practice. Honestly, Matt Rule is going to be coaching for his life this weekend. They have to win in Carolina. I think the Panthers win outright, plus 120, with a really beat-up New Orleans Saints team. And then I also like the Jacksonville Jaguars to upset the Chargers. I guess Herbert's been extremely limited, hasn't even practiced the last couple days. Um, without him, I just don't see uh, their backup you know, leading them to a victory. And the Jaguars have actually looked pretty solid. Um, Lawrence, without the Urban Meyer effect, looks like the elite quarterback that he was drafted to be. Um, and I think, you know, those are two dogs that I might actually parlay just based off Ooh. the injury report. It's going to depend on Herbert's uh, practice report today and tomorrow on whether or not that I'll pull the trigger on that. But I think that'd be a juicy, a juicy underdog parlay. Carolina Panthers at home. And the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road to upset the Chargers. That parlay would be sitting at like plus 450. Yeah, so. no, I, I love to hear it. And I would need that to hit because I am down four units so far this year betting on Carolina money lines. So uh, they, yeah, they, they got us last money. week. Yeah, they, they got us good. They got us I'm good. I'm right there so. with you, Phil. So. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been duped, you know. So these Phil, real rovers. quick, too. Yeah, I, I just looked at a 12 o'clock game, and this is coming from a Maryland football fan. Tomorrow, Michigan is minus 17 at home. Tulia Tugavaloa is amazing quarterback against bad teams, and he really struggles immensely against good teams. I think Michigan is a top-four team in college football right now. I can't see Maryland putting up a lot of points against that defense. They, like, they, ha- they always have the talent. They got Rakeem Jarrett. They have uh, Dante Dimas, who are both going to get drafted. They have, I think, Jay Sean Jones, who I like. They got the, the, the young true freshman, Ronald Hemby. They have all the firepower, and they always go into the NFL and are good. But I'm telling you, they are not good against good defenses. Horrible. If you look at Tulia's team's I get, uh, uh, numbers against good Ds, and he's only played one this year, and he was horrible, He, I, I just can't see him getting the ball moving. Uh, that, that Michigan defense is too good. Yeah, I, I think I saw a, a stat that, you know, under the current regime, Maryland's like 0-9 against top 25 teams or something. So, um, you know, in our Discord, I, I have already laid the lumber on Michigan. I'm with you. Smart. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I just – I think they're going to get exposed. So, yeah, totally with you. Uh, Kyle, I know we got a show coming up 
right after this one where we're going to go over the NFL board. Um, but do you have any last plays you'd like to get in before we get out of here? No, no. I mean, I we kind of talked pre-show that, you know, we were going to kind of go over a couple props uh, for this show because we, I mean, as, as our listeners know, we bet the board. So, um, you know, that's, that's where most of my NFL stuff comes from, betting the board. Um, Hermo, man, I, I, I love that parlay. I, I really do. Um, you know, I, I, I said it to Phil a week ago. I said it to him before the season. Jacksonville is not going to be as bad as people think. Doug Peterson's coming there. He's a much better coach before and that team is not going to be nearly as bad as what people think and they're showing me up right now and they're showing me right so i i, I really really like that parlay awesome yeah i think well, it, yeah. i think it's got a chance yeah if you said it's plus 450 i'm putting a unit on it right now and that way you know i can i can break even and i'll just have to have you on every week to to guide me because the nfl not my bag not my bag so nick I, I really want to thank you for coming on, man. It was awesome hearing a little behind the scenes about, you know, Big Brother. That's something we don't get to talk about very much on here. So, yeah, man, absolutely. Just, you'll, you'll definitely have to come back. We really enjoyed having you. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me. Listen, I you give me an opportunity to talk sports, and I'm here every time. So, I, you know, and I, I like throwing a little B, a little BB in for the podcast years. Maybe you have, some, you know, some fans in there. I appreciate you asking me, and uh, you know, continue your success and. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, everything continues to go well. Appreciate it, brother. And Troy, dude, I feel like I'm in, in the presence of royalty whenever I'm around you. You're the best. Dude, Phil, dude, I, I can't thank you enough for not only coming on my show, but inviting me on yours. Um, Nick, dude, it was a fucking honor to talk to somebody who actually has played the game and get that insight. That was fucking super cool. And uh, Kyle, dude, I love your prop insight. This has been awesome. I mean, I, I'll be back anytime you guys want me. So. Done. Done. We're, we're putting it in the books right all, right, right when we're done here. But Kyle, I, I don't know where you are, man. But I'm in the, I'm in the darkness, baby. I'm in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, so he's gone Batman, dude. He just he, he disappeared. So. Some Stranger Things. Yeah. 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 I like being out here. Adios, muchachos. This podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.